Coming up next on Beyond the Clef, I'm here with Dr. Kent Hatterberg, and we are going to be talking about opening up the world uh, to your students and doing that with travel. Uh, that's all coming up next on Beyond the Clef. Beyond the Clef is presented by Director's Choice. Okay, so I'm here with Dr. Kent Hatterberg, and uh, thank you so much for being on the program. My pleasure. Yeah, it's great to have you, and of course, you're the Director of Choral Studies at the University of Louisville. Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. I got to practice that. Practice my articulation. Well, I'm not a native Louisvillian, so I'm not sure I'm saying it correctly either. <laughs> That's like uh, if you ever go around people from Houston. Some people call it Houston, or some people call it Houston. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So you're it, supposed to draw a little bit more Louisville, Louisville. Louisville. That's really kind of <laughs> what the, some of the people who grew up there say. But. Well, I feel like this is a private lesson right here. <laughs> So uh, you're here at uh, SMSE 2019, and you've done uh, you, you've done some clinics here. I've done a couple of clinics, yeah. One basically uh, on rehearsal techniques while presenting uh, a lot of new repertoire. The other one is finding new repertoire, how to find things and thinking outside the box okay. when you look for new things to perform. Okay, let's talk about that. Can you give us a little bit of a preview of what that clinic was and what you talked about? Well, basically, now it's so easy. You can go on Internet. You have YouTube and all other sorts of things at your fingertips, and you get the name of a composer. You can look at his or her works. You can hear them on their websites. You can have other things pop up, and you can you can go surfing for, for hours and hours. I told the group yesterday it's much more fun than video games. You don't know where you're going to go. You don't know where you're going to end up with uh, what you're going to come across. So. You know, I, I do a lot of travel in my work, and I uh, work with a lot of composers around the world. And so I have some good connections there. And that has led me to some, some uh, finds of music and led me uh, many pathways on finding repertoire for my uh, performing ensembles. Yeah, tell me about your travels. You're passionate about traveling. Well, I, I need to go way back probably. I grew up on a farm in eastern Iowa. And so my, my background is really farm work, feeding cattle, working in the field, baling hay, that kind of thing. And the town where I, closest to me is a mile, a little over a mile away, was 350 people maybe. So that's my background and very, very quiet, beautiful place to live, uh, no doubt wonderful people. But I didn't see the world. I wasn't aware much of things. I had a number of because I was really into sports, I had a number of uh, boyhood heroes in the sports area. But I didn't really get much chance to get out of Iowa uh, until um, first I was selected for what they have, they call it Boys State. And then I was selected to be an exchange student to Germany. We had a German program at the high school. So my first big time travel experience was after my junior year uh, in high school. At that time, that's really what uh, I think generated this love of going places, doing things, meeting people of other cultures. And that's lived with me for all these years. Right. And how does that perspective then translate to your music? Well, I uh, travel a lot with my choirs. Uh, uh, when I moved to Louisville 23 years ago, I didn't foresee this coming, uh, but I realized I was in a place where people in my program had not been out of Kentucky much, did not know what other choirs sounded like. Uh, were, it was a very kind of local thing. Um, and one day I walked into a rehearsal and, and they were starting to you know, uh, really come along very well in my estimation. I walked in and uh, said, how would you like to go to a competition in Germany? This is 2003. And uh, they were shocked. They had no idea. Uh, and we went. 
we went to Germany, competed in the Brahms competition in 2003. Actually won one category and got third place in the chamber choir category. We were stunned, uh, stunned by that because, of course, it was our first trial into the competition area. And that started a string of events. Um, we, we travel abroad every year. I think there's only one year when I couldn't, uh, wasn't able to because of my other travels uh, to take a group. But we've been traveling sometimes twice a year abroad. Uh, so that's, that's become a part of what we do. I didn't foresee that coming when I took the job, but just opportunities came and we received some beautiful invitations to perform at, at things. And, and the competition route, we did a lot of that. And then we've done uh, feature feature performances at symposiums and conventions and competitions, things like that. So one thing's led to another. And in my own work, I travel a lot uh, with um, doing workshops, guest conducting, those kinds of things. So what is maybe one of your favorite trips or favorite competitions you've been a part of? Oh, that's so hard to say. That's <laughs> um, really hard to say. Back when the World Games was called the Choir Olympics, uh, we traveled in 2004 to Bremen, and I had visited uh, Korea when they had them there, maybe 2002 or 2001, just to kind of get a feel for the, the competition, and then I took a group to Bremen in 2004. Ironically, that's where I was an exchange student when I was young. It was uh, very close to where I had lived with a German family. And uh, we entered three categories, and we did very well there. Um, and that was a very memorable one. We won the chamber choir competition. We won the spiritual gospel competition. Uh, the contemporary music one we got, I think, third place in. And that was kind of a shock for all of us to be on the international scene like that and to be getting that kind of uh, uh, recognition. So that was a favorite one. We've been going traveling in the Asian countries a lot. Um, we were in Busan, South Korea, for a big competition. We, we won the grand prize there. That was an exciting event. Uh, uh, well, many of them stick out for different reasons. Right. We've been in places like Vietnam. We were just in Thailand a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we were in Korea earlier this summer. Uh, we were, one that really I should mention is the uh, Japan. We were invited to perform at the World Symposium on Choral Music in Japan. I think that was 2005. Uh, that was in Kyoto. So those kind of stick out. Uh, but we've been to Europe many times, and a number of those are, were fabulous tours as well. What's uh, coming up next for you? Any, any fun plans in the future? Or what's one place maybe you'd like to go that you haven't visited yet? Is there ever a... Uh, uh, ensemble invitation to North Korea in your future? <laughs> Ironically, we had actually been talking about those possibilities because there's another thing, I'll go back a, a few years to, I mentioned the Choir Olympics um, in Germany. When we performed, we were second to last. The group after us was a choir from North Korea. And I told our group, I said, we're not coming out and, and, and uh, going on to the next thing go right around to the entry doors, go hear this choir, because you're never going to hear another choir from North Korea. And we all went back in and watched them. And th that was an, a kind of amazing event. Right. Right. Uh, and I've got some curiosity about that. Uh, however, you know, it's, it's always difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, back to my original question. Uh, where would you like to go that you haven't been yet? You know, I would love to go to India. Haven't been there. 
we had a chance to go to Bali, but we chose a, uh, an event. Uh, we were a feature choir in Singapore at, their, at one of their competitions. So we went to Singapore instead of Bali. That would be interesting. I have not taken the group to Russia. That would be interesting. Uh, that, and, well, There's going back to a number of places we've been is also oh, right, exciting yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then, of course, no aspirations to uh, sing for the penguins in Antarctica. <laughs> Logistically, that might be a little, a little out of reach. Yeah, that might be a, a little <laughs> far. <laughs> well, what do you think, the, um, going through these travels, what is your perspective um, between the different parts of the world and how they sing in an ensemble in a, that is like yours? Um, well, it's very interesting. In one way, yes, there are certainly differences, and certainly the, the, uh, the language difference has an effect on their tone, on the sound of the choirs. Uh, I get a, many opportunities to do guest conducting abroad and, and do clinics. I've just been doing some guest conducting in Korea last year, and back there again this year doing master classes, uh, and working with choirs, working with tone, working with tuning, working with sound and seeing how the language affects that. Uh, so there are certainly differences, and yet with YouTube, with the internet, uh, there is so much sharing of knowledge, so much sharing of uh, technique, that uh, you know, a, lot of, a lot of things are shared across the world. And language is not a barrier. Uh, you know, for, for instance, when I go to Korea, you know, they know a lot of our music, they know several of our conductors, uh, anywhere I go in the world, a lot of our music now is being performed. A lot of you know, spirituals, arrangements of pop tunes, a lot of American music is being performed around the world. Have you ever been uh, in front of an ensemble clinicking, doing a guest conducting workshop, and they don't speak your language? Oh, yeah. So how, do, how does that work when you're trying to work with them on music? Now, music is a pretty universal language, but how do you communicate with them? Well, last summer, I'll use that as an example. I was in Korea for about a month. I was doing uh, guest conducting experiences with two different professional choirs in Seoul. And in that experience, many of them do speak a fair amount of English, quite a bit of English, and have a pretty good understanding. However, I had a translator. Um, I had one of my former students, one of my master's students from Seoul uh, with me. He was hosting me during these and he was hired as the translator for the rehearsals. So in, in rehearsal, I would say something, he would repeat it in Korean, translate it into Korean, we'd go on. Wow, wow. I guess you really have to be uh, efficient in your rehearsals because that's basically doubling your talking time for everything. Yeah, it gives you a little time to think, on the other hand. Yeah, that's true. A little true. time to think in between <laughs> ideas, but you want to be short and you want to speak in simple enough language, direct enough language, sure. that you can get the ideas across to them quickly. Okay, what advice do you have for uh, the young teachers out there? For the young teachers, uh, think about opening the world to the students you work with. Think about giving them opportunities. Uh, think about what you could uh, what you could offer them that's new, that's exciting. You know, not everybody's going to make a life in music. I didn't expect to make a life in music. It wasn't my uh, childhood dream. I wanted to be a basketball player, uh, very seriously, or a baseball player. Uh, and I had lots of interests, and I think educating the entire person is vital. Offering opportunities that uh, open their eyes to different experiences. Uh, music is an avenue. Music is a great language to share with people. But what I do with music, uh, I think it's much, much more than music. I think 
it's, it's much more than going into a competition and trying to win. It's meeting other people, seeing other people's reaction, uh, staying with other people, learning how people think differently and how people think alike. That's the important thing. And I think that's, if I was to give advice to young teachers, think about your responsibility for the education of each child you work with. Well, I know you have other responsibilities to get to here. It's been an honor to get to know you and get to meet you. And uh, thank you for sharing for us uh, today. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Clef. For more great content, subscribe on our website at beyondthecleft.com. And be sure to follow us on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Facebook.